Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast. We are on episode 39 of the podcast this week. I am, as always, your host, Ash, and I am joined by my co-host, Shane, as always. Uh, This week, we've not really had much chance, uh, really, to sort of catch up with the news this week as much, both on the website and for ourselves, just due to a lot going on uh, away from the podcast and Press Start. But we're going to do a bit of a topical episode this week. We're going to discuss a little bit of sort of a a piece of news that's going on in the the world of gaming at the moment, uh, as well as... A little bit of a, a topic that we're gonna we're gonna spread a bit of a uh, we're gonna spread a bit of an opinion on a game that's launched this past week. Uh, Shane, you've been involved in the game, uh, and one of our regular listeners, Sam, has. Uh, I've got a couple of voice clips. I'm gonna try and play through the microphone. Um, I'm hoping it sounds all right on the podcast, which we'll do a little bit later. But first, uh, it's been two weeks since we last recorded an episode. Shane, how have you been? Yeah, yeah, I've been good. But just before we get into that, Ash, please, please tell tell our listeners how you intro- started off the introduction today before you, um, we did the one that they can hear when okay, we started. Okay, so, so you're guess. listening to the, the correct <laughs> version, but I did introduce myself as Shane. <laughs> I mean, we've had, some blund- we've had some blunders over the years, haven't we? But uh, we've never called each other by the wrong no. name. I literally started with, hello, welcome to Press Start Podcast. I'm your host, Shane. I don't know how <laughs> how I did it, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, he's not having any sort of change or all like that. He is still Ash, and I'm yeah. still Shane. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 been a hectic, hectic fortnight work-wise, um, like last week and that. It, it's just been absolutely bedlam. I just feel like, I just feel like I'm chasing my tail. Uh, yeah. More than all at the moment, but I have been, you know, been getting a bit of gaming in. Obviously, the gaming question um, that that you mentioned in the intro is Suicide Squad kill the Justice yes. League. Mortified, I haven't even heard these voice clips yet, and I am mortified um, by Sam's by Sam's reckoning. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I've, yeah, I've been enjoying my gaming. I've so much to play. Skull and Bones open beta out today as well. So I'll be I'll be bashing into that at some point before the release later this month. So I, gaming for me at the minute is absolutely like pinnacle. It's at the top of its game. Uh, but what yeah. about you? How's your fortnight been? Um, yeah, there's been enough going on. Um, just, yeah, a lot going on away from the podcast at the minute. Uh, obviously, we've both got the Super Bowl this weekend, so we're looking yes. forward to that on Sunday night. Uh, Gaming-wise, it's been pretty much the same, to be honest, as it has been the last few weeks. Um, I think, have we? I don't think I've actually done a podcast since I went to London for a couple of nights. Um, No. I think we actually recorded it before I went away. Yes, you did, which, by the way, some belting photos you took there. Thank you. Wow. In fact, I was only talking to a customer about you this week and just basically how talented you are with photography and that, and they were... You know, I took them through your Facebook page and that. They were blown away by some of them pictures. And it, Thank you. Absolutely exquisite. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you've always been quite a supporter of the oh, uh, yeah. photography, haven't you? Number one fanboy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we we did a couple of nights in London, uh, stayed in Westminster and everything. So it was, it was perfect central spot for all the big stuff. And uh, like I say, yes, it was. We did. It was a break for us to just to go away and go and see a bit of London. But... At the same time, it was also a chance for me to do some more photography around London, uh, street photography, cityscapes, and so on. So, yeah, it was, 
it's been good. Uh, and I'm literally, I'm still just, I took over 700 photos over the two days. Wow. Um, so I'm working through editing a few that I like and yeah, they're up on my photography channels. So yeah. Well, it's kept you it's busy, been, hasn't it? It's uh, kept good. you busy. It has, yeah. Yeah, and we've got, obviously we booked to go to Paris in March. So, um, oh, have you now? I have, yeah. I didn't. I don't think I told you yet. But well, yeah, I have been online. I've been online. Have I for about last three or four days? No. But, um, but yeah, for Becky's thirtieth, we're going to Paris for two nights. Awesome. So that's going to be another chance to do some more photography and. and what a romantic the place! The I wonder what else yeah. could happen in Paris. Hmm? The city of there love, is no plans. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, uh, I strongly don't believe that. So, yeah, moving on from what we've done over the last couple of weeks or so on, um, before we get on to sort of the topical thing that we want to discuss this week, I think we need to discuss this Justice League we business. We do. I, I, I mean, I, I wish I, I, I wish Sam were here. He should be here. He this would be have been a guest the perfect episode. The, it definitely bloody would. I mean, I'm not sure you'd have got a word in Edgeways. No, um, probably not. But, but yeah, I feel he should have been here to A, defend himself, or B, just be shot down by me, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> he's actually, he's messaged me twice this week saying, I'm quite excited to see what Shane's opinion is. So he, I think he's eagerly awaiting this episode, just purely because there's such a clash. Obviously, he, he did say, I don't think he said it in one of these voice notes, but he did say that he, when it came to, like, the Avatar game... Yes. Your opinions were quite different again, but that was more him just struggling to get involved in the game as much. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this one, it's very much he's played the game and he's got some strong opinions on it. So I've got two minutes of voice clips, which I will play once we get into this. But first, what was your opinion on the game? I think it is it's incredible. I, I think they've done an unbelievable job, I'll be honest. I mean... I know one thing, like, I know that Sam's problem is is the storyline and the whole kind of, from what I can gather, it's the whole kill the Justice League thing and the Superman and Batman being villains, essentially, in this game. Whereas, for me, I mean, I think that's the bit I can't understand because this has happened before in, in, in DC Comics, uh, you know, animated movies, and, and I think even quite possibly in a movie, um, but DC of all with the one thing I am between Marvel and DC, I love both, but I'm a biggest fan of DC. And the reason being is because they're a lot darker than Marvel. Yeah. And you've, you have always got that feeling that, you know, Batman at any time could turn and he could become quickly become a villain because he's not a superhero. And that's the one thing that a lot of the so-called superheroes in DC are not actually superheroes. You know, the, um, so I've gone and forgot the bloody name for it now. Um, but it's a vigilante. That's the word I'm looking for. They're a vigilante. And that's what essentially Batman is. But you always think that he could take that turn because he gets that angry with some of them. And he could he could kill somebody or, you know, do something that's not hero-like. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's what this game portrays more than anything. And Brainiac, who is the main villain of the game... I mean, he's been around in DC's comics since, I mean, really early doors. I'm talking, I think, 1958 was the first comic and animated sort of thing he was in. Um, and that sort of, his power is that, you know, he wants to take over planets. He wants his brain to grow um, and he can mind control people. 
um, i.e. that's what this is. He's basically got mind control over all the Justice League apart from Wonder Woman. Um, but I think they've done it amazingly well. From the Batman trilogy, which I know Sam commented on, I think they play very much like that. I think the fighting system's very much like that. I think my only problem is maybe the levelling up system. find that a little bit, nah. It's, I think it could be done better. But yeah, overall, I think they've done absolutely wonders with it. And there is parts of the gameplay that I think that could have been better. Or sometimes it's a bit too chaotic. It's, and I mean, it is unbelievably chaotic. More so when you get towards the end of the game, like I am. But the storyline, I think, is absolutely pinpoint. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Right, should we, should we... I do, yeah, I want to hear it. I want to right, hear what so... he's got to say for himself. There's actually three clips, so it's two and a half minutes a clip, so let's have a listen through in a minute. So it started with, um, Sam messaged me and said, if Shane says that Kill the Justice League is a good game, that man is the most positive person I've ever met, and I respect <laughs> that. So we're going to go in, I'm hoping these play through well on the microphone. I should have thought of a different way to present this, but we'll go with it. Um, and he actually started with the first voice note saying... Please don't play this in front of children. So, as you can imagine, the there might be some expletives. Yes, but uh, so take a couple of minutes and just listen to this and see what we think. Is it bad? Is it bad? Mate, it's fucking terrible. It's absolutely abysmal. Animals meant to be set in the Arkham universe. The free Arkham games are incredible. They are perfect. Perfect. And then they've made this absolute heap of shit. They made Batman look an absolute wetty. Oh, mate, it is terrible. Terrible story. Terrible gameplay. Everything's just shit. Shit, shit, shit. Like, at best, it's like a 3 out of 10. It's just shit. On to the next one. The three Arkham games. Brilliant. Perfect. Arkham Origins. Yeah, it's all right. Gotham Knights, terrible. Story, decent. Combat, absolutely abysmal. Kill the fucking Justice League. Not even worth my time. But then you've got Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2, one of the best superhero games I've ever played. They are incredible. Wolverine, that's going to be incredible. Like, why are they doing Batman dirty, man? I know, I know Batman's not in Bloody Kill the Justice League, but why do my kids be an absolute god in the first four games and then just bloody having shot in the head by your weakest fucking villain? Stupid. It's dumb. And the final clip. Let me just tell you what it is, Robert. I think what it is, I, I get so excited for all these games coming out and they're just disappointments. Avatar's disappointment. Kill the Justice League's absolute failure. Like, I just want a good game, man. COD, crap. FIFA, crap. Madden, crap. Like, I'm still putting playing Halo. Even Halo is great. But I still play Halo. Skyrim, still the best game ever, and that came out, what? What, 13 years ago, I think it was? Like, I just want a good side game. Like, give me Fable 4. We'll want Fable. You know, I've been waiting for the last 10 years for it to come out. I just, we wish, we just want good, consistent games. GTA 6, that'll be good. But instead, we're just getting these crappy games that we all get hired for. 
It's just terrible. It's just annoying. It gets me angry because I waste my money on them. So there you go. So, I mean, I'll go back to the first clip. I agree that the Arkham trilogy was perfect in every way. The combat system was probably one of the best I've played in any game. Gotham Knights I actually really, really enjoyed. For, but I do agree the combat let that down. I agree with that. But with that said, I now see why Sam doesn't like Kill the Justice League. And that is because he sucks on Batman's ass hairs. Like so many people in DC. Let's be, right. I'm going to put this argument straight. Right. I am Superman through and through. The best hero ever. Best superhero by far. Beat anybody. Let's be honest. Batman is a billionaire with tools and gadgets. That's it. That's all he is. He's not a superhero. He's not the dog's bollocks like everybody makes him out to be. He's a billionaire who's got gadgets. And he doesn't even make himself, by the way. So. That's why, because the med, the yeah, Batman doesn't look the big I am in Kill the Justice League. is a main part of it, but they've made Wonder Woman and Superman the two that are, you know, the bee's knees. And I think yeah. that's what Sam doesn't like. Because the story's brilliant. The story behind it and the whole Brainiac thing and that, for me, is brilliant. Yes, the combat's good. It feels more Arkham Knight than what Gotham Knights did. Um, I'd still say the Arkham trilogy were better combat system by far, but I don't think there's all wrong with this one. I do think there's certain things that could have improved, but not the story. No, I don't. This, I've got to completely disagree on the story. Like I'm, I'm near the end of it, and it's been brilliant. And and the way that they bring the superheroes out for Superman, for example, there's this big battle going on, and the fire a missile, and all of a sudden it stops just before it hits the target. And then behind it, it you, the camera pans around and it's Superman. He stopped it. it. I think it's perfect. I think the graphics are unbelievable. But I've come to the conclusion after those three voice notes, it's because he's he's a big, big Batman fan. And that's, that's what's let it down for him. Yeah, p perhaps. I mean, moving on to like the third clip, he makes a good point about the fact that for the most part, we're not, we haven't had a truly 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 groundbreaking you know game of the decade sort of thing in a long time for us yes starfield yeah starfield the, avatar yeah, starfield for me. avatar hit. like would you put star would you put avatar though in a place of you'd say that's one of the games of the 2020s yes in in the grand scheme of things yeah, if would you're you say talking that? about the last four years yes Yes, definitely. Right, okay. 100%. But because you... for me, that nearly took over Starfield as my game of the year. That came so, so close. Because I think, I think for me as well, you could see the effort that had gone into making that world. It was identical to the movies. It was unbelievable accuracy. And I thought the story was good, you know, getting all the clans together to fight, um, you know, the humans and, and the ones that were trying to destroy um, Pandora. I'd... Yeah, definitely. Over the last four years, I would say that Avatar and Starfield are the best two games I've played in decades. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I agree. Are, I agree. There's lacking. a lot of shit in between. I completely yeah. agree. There is. There's a lot. Of, and I don't disagree with Sam in saying, like, GTA 6, yeah, that is going to be unbelievably groundbreaking. Rockstar yeah. always deliver. That will be groundbreaking. Fable 4, 
I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if that's going to be a groundbreaking game because they've got a lot to live up to. A lot. Yeah, they've got to deliver. And if they don't deliver on just a couple of things, like the overall game could be brilliant, but if there's a couple of things off in that game, I think it's going to be one of them that will end up destroying it more than it will bigging it up because everybody's think... expecting. They've put it on a pedestal that I don't yeah, think it can be Yeah, I think matched. that's the thing. Babel had its own charm, its own style. It had its own humour. The British, you know, the Lionhead was obviously a British studio and they used that British witty humour yeah. in a way that it had its own charm. It had its own style of, you know, the animation. For me, I just don't animation. know if somebody can match what Lionhead did with that. I don't we just know need it to. We just need it to deliver in a way that it feels like the next Fable game. If yeah, it, it if does. Visually, it just doesn't feel like Fable. You know, I still want the you know the um, interface with you know the four your four buttons of your pad to have all you know your different magic and everything yes. that you can use yeah. and everything's got to feel like a Fable. If they do it in a brand new interface in a way that's very modern, you know, with sort of drop down menus and things, that won't feel like it. They've got to deliver with Fable in a way that has the same charm and the same nostalgic feel for it to feel like the next generation of Fable, because that's I think that's the thing that a lot of us are hanging on to, the, the pure uh, yeah. charm uh, of them games. And that's it, that's what I, I mean. But, I mean, as well, I think what I love is the little gems that we are bagging in between that we don't hear a lot about, i.e. Pal World. You know, we yeah. don't hear much yeah, about it. Well. It just arrives and then, boom, it's absolutely blown the world and gone, wow, This everybody's on it. Everybody around the yeah. world is playing this game. And it's a gem. It, we're a hidden gem. So, there, you know, there is gaming studios out there that, that can deliver. I think, I do think there's an aspect, and I will defend programmers and developers in with this, that I do think that technology is moving that fast that by the time you've developed a game, the technology that can be used and, and what you can do with it has developed tenfold from the three years ago that you started developing this game, that you then, you know, developers are then trying to put all this new bit into the game, which in some ways fucks it up, which Cyberpunk is one of them. I just think that got caught mid-development. Loads of new stuff had come out that the, and the thought, wow, why not try and take advantage of this? And it went wrong, horribly wrong. Yeah. They rectified it. So I do think there's that, a bit of that at play as well. I think technology is moving that fast that developers and programmers and things like that, are, they're, they're pushed to keep up with it. They're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I do think there is a bit of that finding that sort of connection between how fast technology is moving and how long it's taking to develop certain games and do it right. I do think there's an aspect to that. But no, I, mean, I do seen... agree with Sam on a lot of them points. I do. I do think there's some absolute bags of dirt coming out. But I, I just don't feel that Suicide Squad is an avatar. Avatar especially. That, for me, were an unbelievably good game. It were, it were perfect for me. I, I didn't expect anything more out of that game. Suicide Squad, yes. I did expect more in certain bits. But in terms of the storyline, I thought they nailed that. I just think it's other... I think sometimes it's too busy. There's too much going on with yeah. the levelling up, the, you know, the different all the different weapons and um, gadgets that you've got, and it's like, my God, I, I, I don't know which one to use for the best. 
And then you've got all, you know, you've got poison ivy making, you know, freeze weapons, poison weapons, electric weapons, and you're thinking, I, I, I just don't know which route to take for the best. So I think at, at times it can be too chaotic, but the storyline, I thought it was great. And I, I, I did think I wanted it to go back. I loved Gotham Knights. I enjoyed it. I agree with Sam. The combat system was, was massively flawed. I think the gliding system was massively flawed. But I wanted it. I wanted this to get closer to the Arkham trilogy because I agree they were absolutely perfect, and it got closer. Not close enough, but it got closer. There we go. So that that's that's been a week in the making, really. This uh, topic because it has. This was brought to me it a has. few days ago now, and we said we'd bring it up on this episode. But Sam, so, just um... look up to somebody a bit different to Batman, and you might see it from a different perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, obviously, we're not going to be going over like the, the majority of the news this week, so it may be a shorter episode as a whole. But one of the things that's been going around over the last seven to ten days uh, with regards to Xbox is quite a big piece of news about the rumours that... Basically, um, Phil Spencer has said that at some point, I don't know whether it's this week or next, uh, I don't know exactly the right date, but basically Xbox are going to do this like business presentation with where Xbox is going next uh, with regards to you know Xbox Game Pass, Microsoft and the studios and so on. Now, pretty much all the rumours at the minute are that all of... Xbox Game Studios titles, all the exclusives and everything are now going to go to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, and more are going to go to PC than obviously are already there. Um, it's set the the toxic gaming console wars alight again in a massive way because whilst some of us are obviously on the thing of long-term... If we get rid of that exclusivity and, you know, if Sony were to do the same and I don't know how Nintendo would potentially carry over to console in that way, but I don't know for sure. But, you know, some people are saying, you know, long term, it could be a good thing because it just means everybody can play regardless. But then obviously you've got the toxic console people that are basically all the PlayStation fans that are going on about, you know, Xbox have lost. We're going to get our hands on all your games. So you've got nothing shout about anymore now we were going to have a little bit of a chat about this before we went live but i think we're just going to do it now and we just yeah we're here. yeah we've not spoke about it yet so what what's your initial sort of take on it so my so my take on this really comes in threefold really because part of me thinks that you know it, it, it's a good move it's a good move if everybody has the same mentality. We all get to play every game, regardless of what it's on. I think the gaming world is heading in that direction due to cross-play. Um, yeah. You know, the gap on Xbox and PC is closing. Ever Year by year, that gap gets closer and closer and closer. You know, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Planet Zoo coming out next month. It's titles like that that have always been sort of PC, 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 and it seems that now they're finding ways to port games like that over a console, which is great. Then I also think, part of me thinks, because Nintendo and that are involved, Microsoft have, have joined partnership with Palworld. Is this a, we'll do this, but you stay away from Palworld? 
you you, you know, there's no more, no, no legal action carries out from Nintendo or all like that. This is done. It stops now. But if Xbox are actually doing that, then I think they've missed a trick by holding PlayStation at ransom, if you like, and say, right, we give up our exclusivity, so you can get the likes of Halo, you can get the likes of Starfield, you can get the likes of Forza, but you give up Spider-Man and all and your Final Fantasy and everything that you've got exclusive. Because I, if if it is this is a one-way street, then I I I am unfortunately I'm inclined to agree with some PlayStation users because what reason have they got to play Xbox? If they're going to get all Microsoft I think, games, yeah, I think this is the thing that there's a very fine balance. I think for me, what like there are the characters and the games and the titles that are Xbox. You know, when it comes to Xbox and the the twenty odd year history of Xbox and everything like that, you look back and it's like you know Master Chief, the Gears of War, you know, set of characters. Yeah, you know, obviously Forza, but Forza's just cars. But you know, like the pivotal sort of characters of Xbox over the Able. years. Yeah, and I think, yes, there's the possibility that, you know, yes, if PlayStation and all that, if we all come together and it becomes a thing that anybody can play anywhere, there is the perks, there is the bonuses, you know, that, I don't know, your friends on PlayStation playing Spider-Man and now we can access it and join them. You know, that's great, mm-hmm. those that want to do that. Um, business-wise... There's a massive, massive opportunity for Microsoft because the the rumor is the way that Xbox games are going to become available to all these other consoles and that is through the Game Pass. Basically, because Microsoft are obviously developing Game Pass as a cloud system, yeah, uh, it's basically going to integrate. So Nintendo and PlayStation will put the Game Pass app onto their consoles, so the players can obviously download the games and effectively cloud stream, you won't own the games, you'll pay your monthly fee to obviously access, like we do with Ubisoft Plus, for example. Yeah, you want to rent the game. Yeah. Now, business-wise, that potentially opens the door for Microsoft for another, what, 5, 10, 15 million players across the world, if not more. It does, but in terms of consoles, hardware, and all the consoles in the future, why would you buy an Xbox? Now, what what reason have you got I, to buy an Xbox? I think, I think we're heading in the direction that Xbox are going to eventually move away from the hardware anyway because they're working quite heavily and they've invested a lot of money in the cloud gaming, you know, making it completely... Is it latency or whatever it is, like the, yeah, the delay? Yeah, but, but on so what? I think what they're working on a way... Well, look at already, is it the Samsung smart TVs that now have oh, Game yeah, Pass my, yeah, built my, in? Yeah, my smart TV does. Both my bedroom TV and my living room has it built in and you can play the likes, you know, Forza and Suicide Squad, everything. But yeah, but the the problem I've got is that you, you're going down a road that you are relying on everything cloud-based to run that game. Not a console that's got you know, all that power within the box. I I just think it's too risky. I just think it's too risky. Uh, yeah, there's Their risk, server shut 100%. down, your internet shuts down, you got nothing. You have got yeah. nothing. I mean, we've obviously, they've initially, when the Series X and that and Series S launched, there was obviously that discussion of they were working on the 
kind of like an Amazon Fire Stick, weren't they? But the Game Pass Stick, which you know, you just you buy that, you plug yeah, that plug into your TV, play. and that 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 streams it. Now, whether they open up the opportunity that obviously, if you've got a, a, a live Game Pass subscription, you could still, like we do, you can download those games, so you could still play the games through, you know, some form of streaming through your stick. Obviously, you couldn't play online if the servers went well, down, I but mean... that's very much like what we do now. But, you know... The... But let's just, be honest, I mean, let's look at minute. games now. Let's look at, let's look at the games we've got installed. So for me, Avatar, Call of Duty, um, Suicide Squad, and I can't remember the fourth, Madden, right? Them games alone almost fill up my hard drive. Yeah. So this is a terabyte hard drive. I have a terabyte external, and I still haven't got all the games I own installed. So that means that where now you, you're going to be paying like ridiculous amounts of money, three, four hundred pound for a storage device or a stick that can store all that. So what are they saying? Are they when you buy this game pass stick, what are they saying? What are you downloading it to? What are you downloading your games to? The stick or the telly? Because now when yeah. you're shopping for a telly, not only are you shopping for a 4K, 8K, 65 inch, you know sound bars built in, whatever it is that you're looking for, but now you're looking for one with a storage of two terabytes to be able to store your games on. Does that sound feasible? Because it done to me. It's There's got to be a crystal clear path with this because the Xbox gamers that have been around like us for, you know, 20-odd years now, we're sitting in a position which, bearing in mind, obviously, this is all rumour at the minute, you know, Phil Spencer yeah. has obviously said that there is going to be a some form of like showcase event thing over the next few days. Now, Larry Herb, who obviously was Major Nelson, he's he left Microsoft over the last couple of months. He said um, he's tweeted out this week that um, basically it's exciting to see exactly what the plans are. He's confirmed that these plans were were not in place when he was there, and basically that it's almost not worth speculating at the minute because he's he's quoted as saying, you know, I've seen a lot of what the whispers and the rumours are online and I'd say that a lot of these just do not sound feasible or doable. Which, That's... to some extent, don't, you know. No, they don't to me. Business-wise, it yeah, all right, you're getting, like you said, 10 to 15 million extra subscribers at, at what, 10 99 at a month? £10, yeah, so yes. that's like £150 million a month yeah. if you get 15 million. That's a lot of money a month but to just me, to stream the games to PlayStation. Like, you know, you, Sam made the good point, Spider-Man, obviously, I haven't played it, it, but it looks incredible. I've seen my son play it, he's got both consoles. And it, it does. It is a game I am absolutely begging to play, but I won't go buy the console just to play that. Yeah. But for me, that's a game that I always hope that in the future a deal will be done with Microsoft where that gets brought over. And if they do what the speculation is, say bye-bye to that because there's no need for that developer to find Microsoft attractive. I just, I just don't. Get I think, it. yeah, it's 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 a tough one because the the greatest possible pro outcome, if this is the route that we're going down, that we we're going to open the doors, you know, and everybody can play, 
the greatest outcome would be that everything's available to everyone, whether yeah, it's through you know, whether the PlayStation. Outcome, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it would be the best possible outcome because there are games on PlayStation that we'd love to play. You know, I obviously I moved across to PlayStation for a couple of months before moving back, and um, the Horizon games are mm. some of the. Uh, it was only the original one. I think it was Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever it was called, and. I borrowed it off a friend from where I used to work, and I played probably about four or five hours of it. Visually, at that point, that game was the best-looking game I've ever played. Mm. At that point, it was stunning. The world was stunning. The the mech sort of alien monster things that you come up against were incredible. The game was brilliant. And that series, you know, as well as you've got your likes of your Spider-Mans and your... Um, What's the their rating? Yeah, The Last of Us. You've got Days Gran Gone, Turismo. which is a game. Gran Turismo, you know, Final Fantasy. A lot of that's locked behind PlayStation. For the neutral, somebody who's obviously got a side like us, we're play, we're Xbox. We're we'd be quite happy to do it both ways. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think if, like you said, if that is the outcome where everybody shares everything, no more exclusives for anybody then I would 100%, 100% go for that because I think that yeah. benefits every gamer in the world. But if, it's like I said, if this is a one-way street... there's a plan in place for that. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's a one-way one street, street... It's bonkers. It it really does sort of hurt Xbox as a whole, and I think it hurts the fans because, you know, we, we've we've spent years waiting for Xbox to develop and invest in all this, you know, all the studios they've brought and everything like that. And, you know, that they... The one that really, really, really would blow my brains about if it was a one-way street is $75 billion on Activision, Infinity Ward, and, you know, Blizzard and all that. Yeah. To I don't make think it available that we're ever going to become exclusive, though. I don't think Call of Duty... No, no, not Call of Duty. No. no. But no. obviously there's a lot of other titles hidden in amongst that yeah, of course there whole is. studio oh. that could become, you know, exclusive to Xbox, but... To pay I mean, seventy five billion to pay it to just give it back. Yeah, yeah, is an it, odd it, one. It's crazy, and but I mean the thing is, I have unbelievable faith in Microsoft. I've always been Microsoft's biggest fan, yeah. and over the years, you know, I I think there's only one mistake they made, and that was when Apple produced the smartphone. And, you know, Bill Gates practically laughed at it and went, you know, nobody's going to want, you know, having a computer in your pocket, nobody's going to want, they're always going to want a, a machine. And yeah. they, they were his words. Now, bear in mind, if you roll back to when Bill Gates, you know, began Microsoft and started that journey and people asked what his intentions were, what his goals were, was to put a computer in every home in the world. And they laughed at him. And he's not far off. And and he has. He's he's done exactly that. So then, you know, fast forward, you know, however many years that is, and for him to laugh at the point of them being in a pocket, he he, he missed he missed the train. He completely fucked that up and he missed the train. And then Samsung jumped on it and now obviously they're your only real two competitors. Now don't get me wrong, one thing I will say on that point is that when Windows realized they'd made a mistake and they jumped on and partnered up with Nokia and made the Windows phone, it was the best phone on the market. For the for the you know, the graphical user interface, for the way the phone works, the live tiles, everything. 
they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. For me, to this day, uh, and I've got a Samsung Fold right now, and I love Samsung, but to this day, that was the best phone I've ever used. But it was the, it was the App Store. The, the company yeah, the apps. I was just about to say, because I had the Windows phone. I can't remember which one I had. It ended up literally just turning off one day on me after about a year and a half and never turned on, um, So, which is why I had to then move on to, like, I think I went to iPhone for a couple and then Samsung now. But I, that was my biggest problem with at the point that I had the Windows phone, which was quite early on in the years of yeah. Windows phones. You, at one point, you couldn't even, like, download Facebook as an no, app. No, it would have third party there was app. Nothing. It the official yeah. Facebook There app, were yeah. no official apps for... I remember, like, this was during my... I think it was during my first couple of years when I worked at the theme park that I worked with with Sam. And I had it, and everybody was getting on with, like, the Snapchat, Instagram, all, you know, all the big apps. Well, I remember people apps. playing Clash I couldn't of get Clans. any of it. I couldn't get it. Yeah. Clash of Clans yeah. were massive. And that was, that was the biggest letdown for Microsoft with that, that yeah. the App Store just and And the thing is, the, the, the problem is, is they then took the whole of Microsoft in a completely different direction, and... They said, right, so what they did, so I'll tell you from a developer's point of view. So if you develop an app for Apple, it's a little bit closer nowadays, but I'm I'm talking about back then. So you had the iPad, you had the Mac, and you had the iPhone. If you wanted to develop an app and you wanted it to work on all three devices, you had to develop three different apps. Samsung was the same. They had Samsung Tab, the tablets, and they had the Samsung phones. If you wanted to develop an Android app, for those phones and those tablets, you had to develop it twice. So Microsoft said, right, okay, what we're going to do is we've now got the Surface, we've got the Microsoft phone, and you've got your Windows PCs. What we've done is you can develop your app once, and it works on all three. So then some developers started joining in going, wow, that sounds bliss. I only have to write all that code once, and it works across devices. But again, they were too late to the party. Certain developers jumped on and thought, yeah, this is great. But the big, big, big ones just thought, we don't need to. We make enough money at a Samsung and Apple that we just don't need to. It's Even though, yes, it is so much easier, but you haven't got a big enough market share for us to do that. Now, my point coming back to the console wars and why I brought that up is because I have ultimate faith in Microsoft. Their business moves. They've always been a software company. When they developed hardware, the Surface, that was the kind of first hardware that they built themselves. And it was incredible. So I've got ultimate faith in them, in their business decisions. And in my opinion, they've only ever got one thing wrong, and it was that. But this sounds absolutely bonkers. It sounds it sounds like the Windows phone all over again, if you ask me. If, they, if the rumours are true, obviously. I think, it yeah, this, like is, this is the big thing at the it, minute. Yeah. I think when this, I don't even know what it is yet, whether it's a, you know, an actual sort of mini Xbox showcase or whether it's just Phil Spencer putting a video out on YouTube. I don't know for sure yet. Um, like I said, we've not really looked into the news and everything this week in detail, but whatever it is that gets presented this week, if it even comes close to any of this rumour, you know, that's where it will sort of really give us the detail where we can come back on next week's episode or, you know, whenever it is mm. and say, actually, they've got it bang on. Or we're going to say, dropped a bullet. they've, yeah, they've made a catastrophic mistake here. Now, How do you feel about like the console saying, wars? 
How do you feel? You know, like right now, there's not this, the situation we've been in for the last, you know, however many years, Starfield's ours, Halo's ours, Gran Turismo's there, Spider-Man's there. So how do you feel about it? Like, what's your general? It, it generally just sort of makes my blood boil and sometimes I have to try not to comment back to the the clear trolls who yeah all right you know, I mean, are trying know to fuse to fuel yeah, it so many toxic people but put that aside yeah. how do you just generally feel about they've got that game we don't we've got that I game they it's, don't it's good for a bit of competition in yeah. a way you know healthy. would yeah it's healthy competition it's something that has made Xbox have to step up their game over the last four or five years uh, yeah, clearly with, with all the investments they've point. made because yeah. look at Xbox One it was just failure of a generation for xbox because microsoft presented it as an entertainment hub do you know, you know what, it launched though? as a thing of i loved that i thought that was perfect i thought it had everything the See, little I think, avatar I think... thing that we did the games that they had you know 100 to 1 the little that avatar was 360 thing. That, yeah, was, but, that was yeah, an that was an Xbox One. That's where it started growing, didn't it? And then the yeah. built it to the, the 360 right, era for me. I just is think it's still it, the best era. Yeah, but I think the Xbox One was perfect in what they wanted to do. They executed it wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. They they delivered a lot more in terms of we had far more opportunity in terms of like we said the entertainment side of it. You know, with all the streaming, you had obviously Sky Go and everything was a big thing that come in and but all. But that's your, what I mean. I remember watching things. TV having it, at, you know, quarter of my screen up in yeah. top having a window. I, I wish they'd bring that stuff. back now because the amount of times I'm yeah. gaming and I want to watch a footy match, but I'm not that into it that I want to, you know, sit and watch just that. Yeah, and I miss that kind of thing. I think it was brilliant. I just think it were executed wrong. We've said previously, obviously, where we were all on at the same time watching like the NFL. Yeah, it was. They did have a thing through the SkyGo app where all of our avatars could go and sit in basically like an arena and watch it all in sync. Yeah, you know, all that was all entertainment and stuff that really worked well. And going back to obviously the the thing of the console wars and everything, I think. It is good. It's a good thing to sort of, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody on the other console where you can actually have an adult conversation with them. Yeah. You know, you can turn around and go like, do you know what? I'd love to play The Last of Us. Obviously, I wouldn't. I'd shit me pants. But, <laughs> you know, I'd, I could turn around and say that, you know, fair play. You've got an absolute incredible game on there. Now, on our side, you know, I'm quite happy with some of the games that we've got, Starfield and so on, that I know yeah. you can't play. So there's that, you know, and it's 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 good for that. It's healthy. Would I drop that door down, you know, open the forbidden doors and, yeah, 100%. If we could just open it and everybody, you know, if I could go onto the store now and whether it was a, an eleven ninety nine thing a month to play all of PlayStation's library, I'd pay it if there was enough there for me because obviously yes. it depends on each personal preference. I'd but, pay it just for Spider-Man. Yeah, if it was open, yeah, exactly. And you could play them over the next three months and then cancel it like yeah. some will with Xbox. You know, not not all, every PlayStation player, that if if this happens, if Xbox Game Pass is like a Ubisoft Plus where they can access it, not every player is going to pay eleven ninety nine a month to keep the Xbox thing because some will just want to play Halo. They'll smash through it over two months and then cancel it again, exactly like we've done with... Ubisoft Plus and things like that previously. Yeah. 
you know, so... It's only like having Sky Sports, isn't it? And then when if you're only into football, once football season finishes, you knock it off. Yeah, you can cancel your package uh, for yeah, a few months. Yeah, and put it back yeah. on a couple and of months later. Yes. You know, it's... If but, we can get over the console wars and just open it, but like we've said all the way through this topic, it's got to be a neutral thing. Yeah, it's got to be a two-way That's street. it. That's what it boils down to. It's got to be neutral. Yeah, because I, th- anyway. I think for me, I, I do, like much like you, I love the the little competition. I love having that banter with PlayStation fans, and you know, it, it, like I'm, I must admit, the one thing that I do think ca- catastrophically. Xbox have got over PlayStation is the controller. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I was the biggest PlayStation fan ever before I moved to Xbox, and I, I've never, ever, in my days of playing, found that a good controller to play with. I mean, I, for anybody who doesn't know me, I'm a very miniature person. Um, I'm about 5'2", so I've got very little hands. And, and getting to those sticks in the middle, I just find it... I, I just... I'm going to make it sound like I've got really, really dwarf hands and I can't reach them. (laughs) It's not quite like that, but I just don't find it comfortable at all. And even more so now when I go to like a friend's house and we have a game of FIFA and I play, I I can never beat them. And I'm decent at FIFA, but I can never beat them because of that controller. But I like that healthy competition and I like that banter. But like you said, there's so many people that turn it so toxic. Yeah, it it turns into a thing... I've had I've had friends who are obviously on PlayStation and that in the past, and they it very quickly turns into a console bashing thing, and it's just like yeah. I'm not even getting involved in it. Like I couldn't care less who plays what. No. I play Xbox. I love my Xbox. I love my games that I play on Xbox. The Game Pass is one of the greatest inventions of all time. Yeah, you know to yeah. to put that catalog of Xbox games exclusively and you know, day one launch availability and that was whoever that was who come up with that was a god of gaming yeah. because they've yeah. just, you know, what they created there. And it is, yeah, it's just that thing of, you know, I've got no problem with it going either way. If it's got nothing to do with Xbox opening up to PlayStation, I'm not bothered. If it does, and they say, but we're also in partnership with Sony where they're going to, you know, open their catalogue to us, I'm not bothered. I'm happy with that either way. It's just it can't it, go it, down it, a thing of just us. No, one in way in, in in a reference, you know, one way that some people would sort of refer to it is we don't want Xbox to basically drop their pants yeah. in a way, you know, yeah. and just give up everything they've got because Sony and that will just be sitting back laughing and that. Well, like you said, with you the know, that doesn't benefit thing, you just us. Seventy-five billion. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? But it, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, it, if it went down the road where it's a two-way street, I, I quite honestly, I probably would drop my pants and run about a bit because I get the whole like Final Fantasy VII remake, the Spider-Man's that I'm desperate to play, you know. So I probably I'd be so happy about it, but I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening because I honestly, and I, I don't want to get into the console wars, but I think over the last sort of 18 months especially, I think Microsoft have got that upper hand by their acquisitions, yeah. by the games that have come out, the controller, the Game Pass, because I know PlayStation do a similar thing now, but I've been I've been around a few PlayStations because, like I said, my son's got one, a couple of friends have got one, and the games that is on there 
version of Game Pass, or PlayStation Pass, or whatever they call it's it. Nowhere near. It's nowhere as good. near the catalogue we've got. Absolutely. They don't do near. any day one launch either, do they? No, they don't. And and that's the thing for us, like you said, all the studios that Microsoft have invested in are guaranteed day one launch. At, you know, like Starfield with Bethesda, we get it day one on Game Pass. So. You know, I do think they've got their upper hand, and I don't see why that point would ever come that it's like, all right, yeah, we feel like we're well in front, so now we're going to lie down. What? Sorry, run that by me again? Like, nah. Like, no. I I, I just hope this is false, or if it is going down that direction, there's maybe something to it. There's I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of it, because it is baffling me, baffling me. The only other option is, would can you imagine if they announced that Microsoft were basically purchasing PlayStation, that oh. it becomes one big family? So there was talk of Nintendo going that way, wasn't there, a couple well, of years Well, yeah, back. because Nintendo... Well, 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 I remember... I don't know if it was this Summer Games Fest or, or the year before, like going back to 2022, um, that they mentioned about Game Pass coming to Nintendo, didn't they? Yeah. So that's I mean I mean I get that and I and I get that that Microsoft are pushing now this this sort of you know play anywhere. You know, so they their goal, I know that they've got their goal that it doesn't matter whether you're on Xbox, PC or a mobile phone, you can pick up your game. So if you're playing Starfield, sat at your Xbox, me and you one night, sharing a Starfield stories while we're playing it, and then the very next day uh, let's use you as an example. You're on train on way to London with your missus again, or you're on plane to Paris next month. You pick, you take it out on your mobile and you pick up where you left off. So that's yeah. that's their end goal. It's a beautiful end goal because it is literally you can play anywhere, no matter what you're doing. You could be sat on beach in Rio de Janeiro playing Starfield on your mobile. It's it's a great vision. But yeah, I mean... if that means on a PlayStation. And it's a one-way street. That that vision's gone. You know, somebody needs to turn fog lights on because that's gone. It's all distort now. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I think. I think until you know, like I say, I think before we record next week's episode, it's going to be announced. So where next does week's where would Sam will... sit on this? Is he a PlayStation player then? I think I think Sam's got both still. I don't ah, know whether okay. he sold the PlayStation because he has got Xbox because he's playing Halo and that, but he did have PlayStation. I just don't know whether he got rid of it to get the Xbox again because he's jumped because, a couple but, of times. I mean, he mentioned he played the Spider-Man. I'm assuming that's yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah, he's done the Spider-Man's. Yeah, so yeah. he's had it quite recent then. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether he's still got both. I'm sure we had a discussion a few months back about him looking at the prices to trade in the PlayStation, but I don't know for sure. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where he sits. I mean, obviously, for somebody in his position that has got both, the exclusives really don't matter, do they? But no, exactly. And I think that's that's another point that you know, up until now, the only thing that's getting in the way of being able to literally play every game you want to anyway is like five hundred quid. Just buy the other console. Yeah, so... I get that. But like I just said, for me, it's the controller. Oh I, yeah, I, I absolutely. I couldn't play Spider Man on the PlayStation because I can't get on with the controller. Yeah, so, like, I mean, yeah, it's... you saying obviously about your your hand size and that with having smaller hands. 
I'm six foot and I've got quite big hands. And I always found that the PlayStation controller almost felt too small and scrunched. It was as if right. I couldn't get my hands wrapped around it properly and my thumbs in the right place to play it comfortably compared to the Xbox controller. Right. I've so always both preferred the, the scale, Xbox controller. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. either too too fingered for a small hand or it's too compact and layout wrong for bigger hands. Yeah. I mean, and I will say I've the little the screen Xbox. that they've got and mouse paddy thing's quite good. Yeah, that's, in the, uh, on the PS5, that's yeah, pretty... Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Good that's thing. Really cool. But, um, yeah, it's 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 one of them, I think. We need to... I mean, this is going to be... come back next week. Yeah, this is... I'm going to say, this is going to be a discussion that could probably go on for, you know, maybe over the next three or four episodes as as more details and that come out, doesn't it? And I, yeah. I am interested to know what, you know, for from our listeners, what do you think of it? You know, how do you feel about the console wars and... Is it? Do you like that bit of healthy competition, or would you rather just everybody can play everything? And even if you're a PlayStation fan, I mean, we're not having a go at PlayStation by any means. It's only our preference, and there's only certain bits I don't like about it. But I'm not one of these that slags PlayStation off because I still think it's a great console. They deliver great games. You know, like you said, Horizon. That's another one I've always wanted to play. Horizon, yeah. Spider Man. Obviously, they've got my beloved, you know, Final Fantasy, which to me is the, still the greatest game ever. And that Final Fantasy VII remake looks absolutely jaw-dropping. Um, apart from the the combat system, I'm upset that it's not turn-based. But but yeah, so I mean, the, the, there's a lot there's a lot that PlayStation have got. There's a lot of pluses that they've got. Um, but being an Xbox fan, this is not the best news for us, is it? This week, if if the rumours no, if, be it, true. if it turns out to be true, we'll see. It's it's not the best of news, is it? Uh, but we'll see. And like I said, I think this I think this is going to be an ongoing topic for a while now because. Uh, there's a lot of stake, isn't there? There's a there's massive at stake. Yeah. You know, we, we've we've gone from jumping for joy two months ago that we now own Call of Duty and you know all the other titles under Activision, and you know now we've got things like um, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and all them sort of IPs, and then it's like, are they now just going to go back to PlayStation for eleven pound a month? You know that that's that's where we're sitting at now. We need to wait and see where we're at with that. And that's it. It's going to be a lot of ten ninety nine a month to get your seventy five billion back, isn't it? Yeah, that doesn't take exactly. a genius to work out. But but yeah, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. I think we we'll wrap it up there before we get yeah, too sort of so. testosterone about it and end up like those some of those yeah. toxic people online. Uh, but it's been a good episode. And and in fact, Shane, I think it's been an absolute pleasure recording with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a good one like we say before we got into this episode it was a bit like we've we've, we've not we've not kept up with the news this week so i don't know how we're gonna do it but yeah um ash brought up the the subject of uh <laughs> you know let's let's discuss this xbox thing and the console wars and that and here we are so yeah it's been a good episode um i'm sure sam will look forward to giving us a few more comments on both the Suicide Squad thing and yeah, I hopefully hope he does. I, on this I, just hope he, I just hope he doesn't listen to this and then go home and rip all his Batman posters down. <laughs> but I still love you, Sam. I still love you. Right. We're going to wrap it up there for this week. Um, to all of you that do tune in to every episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for getting involved. Um, if you're new around here, you can obviously follow us over on Spotify and all the other 
uh, channels that you can follow us on, as well as our social media at press underscore start UK. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next Friday. We love Superman.